it's prime time, so you know that Jesus reigns. We hear the word and we never be the same. We speak the truth and we never play it. Welcome to Primetime Faith, the podcast that keeps young people and parents informed about current events and helps you activate your faith right now. I'm Jerome Baker, and I hope you're having a wonderful day. I'm so excited about today's episode. I'm doing something a little bit different on today's episode. I had the opportunity to meet this great young woman of God recently. And after talking to her and hearing about her testimony, I felt it would be such a great opportunity to have her come on to Primetime Faith and share her testimony to encourage many of our listeners, whether you are a young person or a parent or guardian. She is from the Atlanta area, has, I mean, just some great experiences with the Lord I'm not going to spoil anything, but I know it's going to be a help to everyone listening. So I want you to get ready to enjoy this episode. And if it's a help and strength to you, share it with a friend, your child or a loved one. I want you to welcome to Primetime Faith, my first guest, Miss Kanika Houston. Let's get into today's episode. I know you're going to enjoy it. God bless you. Welcome out to another episode of Primetime Faith. I'm your host, Jerome Baker. And on today's episode, you're not going to hear from me so often like you do on every episode. I have a guest from the west side of Atlanta. She is a businesswoman and has an awesome testimony that she's going to share today. Miss Kanika Houston, how are you, dear? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. So let's just get right into it. You have had uh, some experiences in your life when I talked to you that I felt would be a benefit to many of the young people and teenagers that listen to the episode. Tell everyone some of the things that you started going through as a teenager at the age of 16. Okay, sure thing. So uh, a little backstory, I didn't necessarily grow up in a Christian background. Um, I would say kind of far from it. No shot to my parents. It's just that, you know, Lord has to be leading you in some areas. So basically, as a child, I was plagued with rejection. And so that followed me into a teenager. So I didn't have a sense of identity. And so what I started was I just kind of became a negative product of my environment. Um, I started drinking at 16, actually my 16th birthday. I went to the club. That 16th birthday was very interesting. Um, I went to the club and I started drinking same day, 16th birthday. And so that kind of like just followed me into adulthood, just, um, Basically going to the clubs, I would go to the clubs. I would still go to school. I did graduate on time, great grades. But basically Monday through Sunday, I was going to the club probably uh, every day out of the week. And no. Every I, day? Darn it, every day. There was $2 Tuesdays. It was something on Sunday. It's probably, <laughs> it was like a job. And I was working. 
So I was going to school, I was working and I was clubbing because I was looking for an escape from everyday life, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What type of rejection were you dealing with? I've I've dealt with young people that have had to deal with personal rejection because they didn't feel worthy or some were rejected by their peers. What type of uh, rejection were you dealing with? If you can kind of share some. Um, sure. Just kind of, um, negative words said to me, the enemy, um, will attack you with words. Some abuse is not physical. It's more so spiritual and mental. So words that were said to me, kind of just like not feeling, um, understood or appreciated God, even then. And I think that's why the enemy was attack our youth so much is because we're so vulnerable. We're so just like, impressionable and we have all these big dreams and these ideas and the enemy will use people who don't know any better to say things to kind of dim our voice um so I was kind of quiet I I was the youngest of my mom's children so everyone was older and grown so I just kind of just like felt alone so what I did is I started writing in my journal which actually helped me become a writer my my journals were basically my books (laughs) Mm -hmm. so Um, I would just write in my journal and just be like, you know what? I can't wait to be an adult so I can have control over my situation. Um, And it really just was mostly negative self-talk, just just things that were said to me. Okay. um, I'm with you. So what led up and when did you fast forward, actually give your life to the Lord? You were 16, you were drinking, you were clubbing. What was that point where you said, I need to get my myself together and you you gave your life to Jesus? When did that happen? Um, I was in college. I It's funny enough, I say right across the street from a church. Um, they kind of knew our family. You know, my, grand, my grandma was a woman of God before she passed later in her life. So um, what happened was there would be some times, this is crazy, on Sunday, I would be hungover. I couldn't listen to gospel. Like, I want you guys to know, like, when gospel would come on on Sunday on the radio, I'm turning it off. So I would be in my room hungover, and I would hear them singing these beautiful songs. They just would be happy and joyful. And so when I was 18, I was in college, I was basically depressed. And I was like, look, something got to give. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying everything else. Let me, I guess, try God. What what's the worst that could happen? And I started going to church on my own and um just learning about how God loved us and about Jesus. I need for Jesus because I didn't I didn't know who Jesus was. Um I just I guess kind of thought there was somebody, somebody that was listening to me in the sky. Um so I started going to church and I went to church um for a year before I got saved. Hmm. So I listened to the gospel at least a hundred, let's see, 40, let's see, 52 weeks in a year times two. Let me do the math. Math, not my strongest point. Um, 52. <laughs> I heard the gospel at least 104 times before I got saved. Mm. And each time I heard it, it was something. I know it was the Lord pulling at me. And so the day that I got saved, my, my actual pastor wasn't there. It was his son. And he was saying that you can walk out the door today. And you can die. Where would you go? Would you go to heaven or hell? And so I was like, well, I'm 50% go to hell because I ain't that bad. I ain't killing people. I'm not doing this. And this voice was like, no, you would go to hell. 
And so I used to sit in the back of the church and I, they stand up, you know, calling to the altar. And I started to get up and I kid you not, I know it sounds crazy, but like the enemy was talking to me. He was like, hey, don't go up there. They're going to know you're not pure. You're not holy. You've been sitting here with all these perfect folks. They're going to know something's wrong with you. And I was like, okay, maybe I should sit down. And then something was like, no, you need to go because this man just said, you can walk out this door. You can get hit by a car. It's so many things that you could drop dead and you will go to hell. And so I got up and I just went to the altar and it was just this overwhelming feeling of peace and just love. It was so warm. And of course, you know, I started crying and I gave my life to the to Christ. And, um, that was like the beginning of my journey. It definitely wasn't the end. You know, sometimes we think, oh, once you get saved, it's the end. And it's like, no, it's a progressive walk with God. Mm-hmm. And um, the church that I got saved in was such um, a true church that I believe loves the Lord. Um, they never pointed at themselves. The pastor never pointed at himself. He always pointed to God and to Jesus and our need for a savior. And when they presented things, they would say, oh, yeah, open your open scripture. Like, this is where this is. You know, That's read it. this for yourself. Don't That's take my word from it. We're just men. We're just yes. But the word, that's what you need to hone in on to. And yes. um, know it for yourself. And so wow. that was the beginning of my journey with the Lord on the light. <laughs> man you know i'm over here getting turned up i'm just like yeah <laughs> oh Look, wow spirit, come through come through have your way when you got saved were you still in school and if so how did you maintain your walk with christ because so many young people either they're up and down or they backslide totally in those years how did you maintain uh your walk with christ uh, because now you're grown, have a family and so forth. How, how did you, how did you maintain your walk with Christ through those mid 20 years? Honestly, the Lord literally was keeping me up because, um, I, school actually was like very stressful for me because I was trying to, um, still feeling that need to be acceptance. I was a first generation college student. So nobody in my family went to college. Some people didn't finish high school. And so I had this overwhelming pressure to finish college and just be the success. And so um, the Lord actually helped me with that because the enemy, the enemy do not let, the enemy will not let up. I became suicidal in college. Wow. And um, it was my senior year. Um. I literally was about to graduate and I was studying for this, um, this test in economics and I was working at this, uh, I don't know, restaurant bar, whatever it was. And I was really stressed out cause I have to pass this class. Cause if I don't graduate, I'm going to be a failure. Da, 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 da. And they wouldn't let me off of work to study. Wow. They knew I was in school. They knew I was a senior and they would not let me off. Goodness. And I was like, I have to go to work. I have to pay my bills because I was staying by myself then. And I remember just sitting in the middle of the floor um, with my pile of books and I just cried. And I like, I had a knife in my hand. Um, sorry, I didn't want to be graphic. No, you would. Go ahead. Tell it. Okay. I had a knife in my hand. I, I guess I was going to slit my wrist, honey. And so I remember learning in church where they were telling us that like 
suicide, it's not of God. It's basically like you giving up. It's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just prayed, God, help me. God, help me. That's all I could think of to say out of my mouth. And it's like something lifted off of me. And it was like, God was like, it's going to be okay, baby. I quit. My, I called them. I said, hey, I quit. And I finished and I studied. And that's how like how instant God can be in our times of trouble. Like it doesn't always have to be something dramatic. Um, it can be just something as simple as just taking the thought off your head. Mm-hmm. Just like it's going to be okay. And so um, really, I I just was just seeking God. Like I was leaning on him. It's like I no longer can lean on myself, but just leaning on God. And he just just helped me just along the way when I, um, even when I became a business owner, my business was based on God. I asked God, what can I start a business on? I don't feel knowledgeable in some areas. And God was like, well, what do you like to do? I was like, I'm, what, what do you do for fun? What do you do for free? I was like, I read and write. He was like, you can write a book. And I was, he was like, what do you like to talk about? And I was like, I'm, you know, I'm learning so much with God. And I was like, well, God was literally giving me dreams and visions. Like I would have very vivid visions. And God was like, well, talk about what I'm showing you. People need to know this because um, I remember having particular dreams about things happening to people. and God would put this like urgent on me to tell the person because you never know what somebody's going through. So I've learned that because I used to have dreams when I wasn't with God and I actually, I actually asked God to stop them. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Y'all If y'all have visions and, and things and dreams and they're scary. Do not ask God to take them away because that is a way that he talks to you so you can talk to somebody else. And so um, I learned when I came to the church, I learned that those dreams were warring. And that was part of my gift to, to minister and to encourage others through the word of God. And so long story short, um, I would have still, they're more vivid now because I'm reading the word. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm having this dream about this and that. Oh, okay. So this is what God's telling me. And so God was like, go on and tell the people what I'm showing you. Mm. And that's what my... Um, I guess my live streams would be about, I would do videos about like prayer. I would ask like, Hey, you need prayer. Um, I would ask people on social media, like what y'all struggling with? And then I'll go like read scriptures. And um, then I do a video about it. Like how to combat this, how to combat that, um, how to overcome it. And so really honestly, like God is my foundation. Like if I'm, if I'm not hearing from God, I can't really write. I, I can't, you know, that's um, the key. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He keeps me in this place of like I I love it because like everything is built on God, so I know that like if I'm 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 with Him, all this is gonna be okay. You know. So, so let me cut in. So you said a couple of things that I think are so noteworthy. Your testimony just proves that there is power in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. No matter what a young person or even a parent is going through, they can call on the name of Jesus. And the Bible says they will be delivered. So I, I love that. And also what I want to bring out is that you recognize that God put something in you that you could turn into a business and help other people, which was your skill of writing. Mm-hmm. You wrote a book or a workbook called Pain with Purpose. And 
definitely from your testimony with the drinking, the clubbing, the suicidal thoughts. Tell our listeners what the workbook Pain with Purpose is about. Sure thing. So basically, when I came over to the body of Christ, I kind of want to find the bridge between the unbelievers and the believers because I had been both. And so I was like, well, the thing I noticed is that they both go through stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. and God was like, well, the difference is me. Like when a believer goes through something, they have this beautiful, strong foundation of God, of Jesus to fall back on. But an unbeliever, they don't have that. And so what I did is I wrote a book for little Kanika, for baby Kanika, for scared, for rejected, um, for suicidal Kanika that like, and what I want to do is I want to help others as God has helped me. Like I've, I've been suicidal. I know people that have committed suicide and, you know, they're not, they're no longer with us. And so the fact that I'm still here living and breathing lets me know that like, that's something that can be conquered. Somebody else could conquer this with God. And so I created a workbook and there are a few chapters. And at the end of each chapter, there are uh, questions for comprehension. So it's less about me and my story, but more so about the person writing their own story. So what I wanted people to do is to know that whatever you're going through right now, this is not the end. If you're still breathing, you're still living, honey, you can still go. God, God still has purpose for you. And to use that pain as leverage to become a better you. So if you're going through these trials and you're going through this pain, don't be stuck in it. But use the lesson from that pain to propel you into God's purpose for you. So um, use it as a lesson to grow from, Mm -hmm. not to stay stagnant. And um, that's what the book really covers on. It's just it's I believe it's a healing manual. I believe it's a deliverance manual. Um, I believe it's all those things because I had to go through the deliverance to even write this. I got this book from a five-day fast. It's the first time I ever did a no-food fast. My first fast, actually. Um, It was from Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., nothing but water, water and prayer, the Word of God. And I got the idea from this book from that fast. Wow. I love it. I love it. Now, I'm going to place your links in the description of this episode so people can contact you find your book it is in paper format and ebook format so you can get either one if you're interested in this tool miss houston sister houston i want to say thank you so much awesome testimony i mean just from top to bottom just an awesome testimony if any of the listeners want to reach out to you on social media is that okay Yes, that's perfectly fine. My Instagram is my first name, Kanika. And I have an email, which is info at KanikaHouston.com. Well, I hope you have enjoyed today's episode. My interview with Miss Kanika Houston. Awesome testimony. Please reach out to her. Check out her resources. Again, her website address will be in the description of this episode. As usual, before we get out of here, let's have a quick word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. We thank you that you are a God whose ears are open to the cries of the righteous. Whatever young women or young men may be going through, whether it's drugs, alcohol, rejection, or just personal problems, you are a God of deliverance. 
you said in your word, whoever calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. And it's our prayer, Lord, that today's episode is a strength and encouragement and will point someone in the direction of you. We thank you for everything. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus name. Amen. I hope you join me on my next episode. Be sure to go by the website or my website, jabmen.com. You can find my social media accounts, my music, and other resources that will help you to be productive. Have a wonderful day and join me on my next episode, which will be Thursday. God bless you.